Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Weather. Today, I wanted to talk about the Bay Area summer fog, particularly San Francisco, um, and why we have quotes such as the coldest winter I've ever spent in my life was the summer in San Francisco. Now, I doubt that Mark Twain never spent winters in cold, snowy places. I don't think that was the case. Um, as a matter of fact, he did live in Connecticut and New York, which do get snow on a regular basis. So I know that it's not really, that statement isn't really founded in fact, but it is true that San Francisco has quite cold summers compared to um, most other places, and it is common that you'll be outside in the middle of the afternoon in July in San Francisco, and you'll be really cold because it'll be windy and cold and foggy, and not not all the time, but that happens often, especially in the westernmost areas of the city. And I'm going to try to explain a little bit in this episode why that happens. So basically, this all starts, the main reason we have, like, what starts this chain of events which leads to really cold summers in San Francisco is cold water. Very cold water off of the Northern California coast. Now that is because not only is there a, a cold current that comes down all the way from Alaska, but there is also something we call upwelling. Now upwelling happens when winds that are usually blowing from the northwest which are around this big high pressure system that is usually parked right off the um, California coast during the summertime um, it you'll have northwest winds around because um, they circulate clockwise around the high pressure system now wind circulation and pressure systems that's a topic for another episode but um, Anyways, you have these northwest winds, and as they hit the, the hills by the coast, the central coast and the Bay Area particularly, they, they're deflected back off towards the water by the terrain, and as that's happening, those winds are shaving off the surface layer of, of water, and as that surface layer of water gets shaved off, colder, deeper water from down below is upwelled to the surface. So that surface water becomes even colder. And a lot of times, mind you all, we'll have water temperatures around 50 degrees or maybe 51, 52 degrees in July off of the coast of Central California and the Bay Area because not only there is there a curled current, but we have this upwelling effect happening because of the winds. And so we have these really, really frigid waters and we have these winds blowing over them. Now let's think about where these winds are coming from, which is another factor that plays into the fog. These winds, they're technically, you know, as they rotate around this high pressure system, if you look at a surface wind map, you can tell 
they're actually coming all the way out from the tropical Pacific, from areas near Hawaii. And they're getting transported all the way to the Bay Area. And as they reach, as they start to move over those really cold, frigid waters right off of the coast of the Bay Area, that warm, moist air that's coming from Hawaii is going to instantly condense and, and form fog because it will, the, the temperature of the air sitting above the Pacific off of the Bay Area is colder than the dew point of that air coming, warm tropical air coming from Hawaii. So it is going to, that, that air condenses and it instantly forms this massive swath massive blanket of fog off of the coast that with the daytime sea breeze and the afternoon sea breeze as um, the the central valley heats up air is and the atmosphere is trying to equalize the difference in between the hot central valley and the the cold pacific ocean air is pushed uh, is actually essentially sucked in towards the from the high pressure in the ocean to the low pressure over central valley it is sucked in through the golden gate bridge and through the coastal gaps in the form of a sea breeze which is the colder ocean air pushing in and cooling off the land and that sea breeze brings in the fog in this case and you have fog shooting through the golden gate bridge and shooting through the coastal gaps that makes for some very beautiful scenery um, during the summertime, but uh, anyways, that's how that fog penetrates into coastal valleys and gaps, and then even into the bay. And this this layer of fog is also influenced significantly by weather systems uh, overhead. What the atmosphere is doing above, if there is a trough of low pressure. Uh, that is going to tend to do what we call it is going to deepen the marine layer as we say and what that means is that layer of cold air um, near the 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 ocean where the fog is that that forms the fog so you know I um, it's technically sitting below a, a layer of warmer air and it's getting trapped there because colder air is thicker it is denser than warmer air it gets trapped below the warm air so that layer of cold air where the fog is and the reason we have this persistent fog is is because the the air is not mixing because it's trapped so when that when there's low pressure overhead it deepens that the that's what we call the marine layer by the way that layer of cold air where the fog is it's the marine layer the marine layer deepens when we have low pressure because we have more rising air and so that pool of colder air is able to rise and the fog and the fog clouds go the base of the marine layer and the clouds get higher and so therefore they can push over the initial coastal mountain range and they they go towards the next mountain range which in this case would be the east bay hills and such and and so you know and then if they get if the marine layer gets really deep it can go as far as the central valley and this right outside of sacramento and stockton 
um, can experience low cloud intrusion. And that by that point, it's mostly low clouds because they've lifted so much that it's only really fog where it's touching mountains. Um, but anyways, it can, those marine clouds can go all the way at certain times. This doesn't happen very often, by the way, but when there's a strong enough weather system to the north and the, um, the marine layer deepens enough to, to allow this, it will occasionally, low clouds will occasionally go into the central valley, but in most times that's, this does not happen because the low clouds get stopped at usually at the coastal mountain ranges. And so the coastal areas will be really chilly. Like San Francisco could be maybe 58 degrees, like Western San Francisco can be 58 degrees and cloudy, but the other side of the city in the mission where it's much warmer and by Bayside on the other side of the hills could be 70 degrees you go down 50 miles down to San Jose, it's 90 degrees, or over to the Inland East Bay, you know. Apologies, my alarm went off, but that's the reality of podcasting at home and forgetting that you have alarms set. But anyways, um, it, it'll be much hotter in, in just actually a short distance, not, not very far inland, um, because of the effect of these coastal hills and mountains and how they trap the cold marine air on one side and the and it'll be much warmer on the other side. Now in the same way as I mentioned how a trough of low pressure will deepen the marine layer, um it can also I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two things. Now this first thing doesn't happen very often, but it's worth mentioning. If the trough is so deep um, if the trop is, I mean, if, if it's strong enough, the marine layer, it gets so deep that it actually mixes out because, um, it, there's no more inversion. Like if, if the cold air and if the inversion gets all the way up to an altitude where the air is going to be that cold anyways, and it is that cold, if you have a colder pocket of air passing through, then there's no more inversion. So then you have clear skies and it's like, you know, um, instead of 60 at the coast, it's seven. It's interesting because usually it's above average at the coast, but it's below average inland. And the reason is the coast is usually cloudy in 60 and the coast will be sunny in 70. Inland is usually sunny and 90 and it will be sunny in 75 because this, the coast has, the, see, overall, there's a, a breeze off the ocean, so it's still ch mild, but the coast has sun, so it's it getting a little warmer. Inland is, however, even if it's sunny, it's much cooler because of that strong, usually it's quite a strong uh, ocean breeze in this situation, and it's ushering the cooler ocean air well inland. So inland areas that are usually in the 90s end up being in the 70s. That can occasionally happen as well. Now... Let's talk a little bit about what happens, just to finish off this episode, what happens when there's a ridge? What happens when there's high pressure instead of low pressure? When there's high pressure, the marine layer gets compressed. And so it will be, depending on how strong the pressure, the high pressure system is, and this is when we have heat waves, when we have a system of high pressure that is really, really strong, 
the marine layer will be completely compressed. And in most cases, because the water is so cold off of the coast, um, and you know, it does get so hot inland, and regardless, usually, there is always a little bit of a sea breeze that forms because of that. Even if the, the other atmospheric factors aren't really contributing, there will usually still be light sea breezes that form at the coast, even during these high pressure heat wave events. And that allows coastal areas to usually, even during these events, not get much warmer than 80 degrees. Um, it's very, it's really not so common for, for places that are right at the immediate coast, such as Point Reyes, Ocean Beach in San Francisco, Half Moon Bay, um, that are like directly exposed to the water and they're very, usually very foggy locations. Even during heat waves, they rarely get above 80, 85 degrees because there's enough, usually enough of a sea breeze that keeps those coast, immediate coastal areas cool enough. Not necessarily cool, but not scalding hot as, as inland can be. Um, however, every once in a while, the, it, the high pressure will be strong enough that the sea breeze will be completely cut off, in which cases we have dangerous heat around 100 degrees that can make it all the way out to the coast. And it has happened before. Uh, certainly 90s at the coast will happen occasionally. And mind you, these coastal communities aren't used to this kind of heat ever, really. So they don't usually have AC. There are a lot of parts of the Bay Area where people do not have AC. And so when you have prolonged, especially two or three days in a row above 90 degrees in these places that don't see these temperatures almost ever, it's really, really dangerous for, especially for more vulnerable people, for elderly folks, children, pets. It's very dangerous when you have this kind of heat and you're not prepared for it. You don't have the infrastructure for it. Um, and that can occasionally happen when the sea breeze shuts off and something else that can happen, and this can happen particularly in the fall when we have what we call our Indian summer, um, is we have offshore winds. We'll have a weather system passing to the north and the, the weather system will be oriented in a way that, that the winds blow north to northeast. And that is an offshore direction that's blowing from land to sea. And what that's doing, what's happening in that situation is it's the wind is down sloping down the Sierra Nevada mountains and down the Diablo Range mountains. And it's compressing and warming as it as it rushes downhill. That air is is heating up as that as it, in the same way as it cools off as it goes uphill. It's heating up as it goes downhill. And so that creates an extra heat warming effect and that reaches the Bay Area and that a warm offshore wind completely wipes out the, the marine layer and any kind of cold ocean air, any kind of um, sea breeze is usually completely wiped out by that when that happens. So that is also when we have very warm weather and this tends to happen in uh, the early fall particularly September and October in the Bay Area, we have these offshore wind events 
that can also bring quite quite warm weather a lot of times the warmest weather of the year for places like San Francisco occurs in September and October um, anyways this was a bit of a long episode um, I know I went all over the place a little bit as I tend to but I hope this was helpful I hope you were able to get a lot of useful information from it thank you for listening uh, my cat Maze says hello um, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.